what time it is. That's right. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. That means it is party time, Mom. Party Welcome time. to another episode of the Chad Brather Show here in the Mothership with just Studio 22. we got a full house and a lot of stuff to get to. I'm happy that you guys are tuned in and watching. Go to wherever podcasts are offered. Rate and review. We only take a five-star review, and that's what we like because our sponsors love us. And when we get the good reviews and lots of numbers because we're capitalists here, we believe in making money. We don't do this for free. With the exception of Hot News Natalie, Party Foul Steve, and, and everybody else that comes in. <laughs> they do it for free! They do it for free. The Puppet Master Mark driving at the helm of the mothership. And of course, Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians with Silent the Herbert, Herbert the Silent Deer right over her shoulder. Uh, yeah, I went hunting over the weekend. And uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. It was a good, good weekend. Big old deer out there. Big old Texas deer. Did you deer. get him? Got him. Got the head on the tractor. Got a picture of it right there. Boom. There you go. Got to give a shout out to my boy Chris Bates. Knocked that sucker down. And uh, over in the over in the pub today, of course, Party Foul. The Party Foul pub. Jennings has Every made day. a special appearance coming back from Kansas. From Kansas. Wichita. The Wild Wastelands. When did you get in? Today? Uh, Monday. Monday Okay, night. so you've been here for a minute. So I what's have, that? Yeah. That's a long drive. About six hours. That's six hours. That's pretty yeah. good. A little haul. And of course, speaking of long hauls, we got K Dub, Kevin Wade. When are you hey. heading out of the country again? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Us. Yeah. We're not going out. I leave Friday for Ireland. <laughs> I'm going over there. Hey, tomorrow night, Thursday night, I'm going to be in Fort Worth, Birchman Baptist Church. Yeah, they're going to let me in. What? Uh, the Texas uh, Texas Young Republicans TCU chapter. We're doing a show. Uh, it's going to be a different sort of kind of show. Uh, we've sold several hundred tickets, but I think there's a few left. And uh, get them. They're like $15 tickets, $12, $13, $14, $15 tickets. I think you can get them online for like 11 bucks. Do I need to scratch that whiskey off the rider? Yeah, take the whiskey. Yeah. I don't think the, I don't think the yeah. tour rider quite works for yeah, this. If it was Catholic, we'd But I haven't been drinking, it. so it's all good here. You know, I, uh, it's, it's all good. Is it like right-wing praise and worship? It's not going to be a church service. We're going to tell some jokes and do some funny, but, you know, okay. it'll, be, it'll be good. Is Kanye going to show up? Kanye, ye won't be there, uh, <laughs> you know. What do you think about that deal, Jennings? Hmm. Talking about Kanye. I mean, I have Ooh. people, you know, Kanye came out and, and this guy has gone supposedly full-blown for Christ, right? And everything he's doing, he's, he's kind of cutting out his old life. And he's, I mean, the guy's gone uh, kind of, kind of in, a, in a, as many people who go through a conversion experience do where he's just like full-on fire. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people have come out and said, well, maybe he's a false prophet. And I want to get irritated, right? I want to get irritated because somebody has an experience like that, you don't expect them to, to immediately be mature in the faith. Mm -hmm. They're babies, right? Sure. And they're going to do things. They're going to say things like babies would say. But they're charging hell with a water pistol. Yeah. They're really excited. Well, it's, it's, it's like okay this. It. And I've used this example before. It's like being laser focused. You know, a laser can be used to harm or heal. It's all in how you use it. Mm -hmm. That's why discipleship and mentoring and, and fathering, spiritual fathering, so to speak, uh, that that nurturing in the faith is kind of important deal because otherwise you can you, it's it's one thing I've heard people say well you're just offended by Jesus and I'm like well you're being offensive with Jesus you know what I'm saying but there's a big difference in that it's mm -hmm. one thing to be offended by Christ it's another thing to use Christ and be offensive you know what I'm saying check your heart and I'm not saying Kanye's being offensive I'm just saying he's he's full on fire this guy I mean mm -hmm. obviously it's what he's saying. 
And, and I'm sorry, you know, the, the, the Bible talks about, you know, that if you're silent, even the rocks will cry out. You go into Walmart at Christmas time and they're singing songs about Jesus over the loudspeaker, which is interesting to me because, you know, you, you don't even realize you're hearing the gospel over the loudspeakers when you go into the Target right. at Christmas time. And so here's a guy who who is on the 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 James Carden show on the late show, whatever show that is, the night show. I don't even know. And he's doing, you know, gospel choir music on the airplane. And I'm like, whether, whether, regardless of what you think of this guy or not, he's still putting it out there. Yeah. What do you think, Jennings? Back to you. Um, I, I think you're right. I, I, I don't think that, that our skepticism about his, his conversion matters too much. I mean, um, that part's between him and God now. Is he going to do some good with it? It seems to be. Yeah. Seems to be. I've listened to a few songs from the album. They're terrible, but <laughs> but to be honest, I, everything I've ever heard, I, I've never understood anybody calling him a genius. Um, but whatever, you know, uh, people like it. So, uh, yeah, it seems to be that he could do some good with that. Um, I, I've heard uh, I've heard people saying that he might be part of the new like Great Awakening like a third great awakening in the United States. Um, I think that would be fascinating to look back on, um, you know, a hundred years from now. It's like, ah, oh, who led, who led America out of, out of the ashes of its own sin? <laughs> the great theologian. Kanye Yee. West. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the fool for Christ, but who knows? Who knows? There, yeah. there've been a lot of fools for Christ over the years and people who were engaged in a lot more, uh, bad behavior than mm-hmm. than than anything he's gotten up to. I mean, Saint Paul himself uh, is standing there while people are stoning Christians to death, and then the next thing you know, he's he's the pinnacle of of Christendom. So, well, all you got to do is look at people like William Wilberforce from Britain, and then of course, uh, you know, the author of Amazing Grace. I mean, you're talking Indeed. about you're talking about slave traders, yeah, both. And uh, it, well, William Wilberforce, of course, stood against the slave trade in Britain and was was. You know, they ended the slave trade in Britain because of Wilberforce's influence, which happened well before our Civil War happened. What do you think, Dub? Um, I think Christ died for all of us, and I'm not going to be one to criticize anybody else's Christianity. Exactly. They have a relationship with Christ, then they do. And I'm not going to criticize that, and I'm not going to judge that. And uh, however they live, I mean, even if I'm looking at them thinking, oh, gee, I wouldn't do that. Again, that's their relationship with Christ, and I'm not going to judge that. Um, in terms of Kanye, the only thing I'm worried about is I'm hoping this is not just a phase. Yeah. Uh, I know he tends to go one direction for a while and then he'll turn and go another direction. I'm hoping this is something that's going to be a steady uh, uh, line through everything he does in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd really appreciate that. In yeah. You were going to say something? Well, I just I think spiritual maturity and biblical growth is at different levels for everybody. And I went to a church in Austin for a while that the pastor said the, the slogan was, come on in. There's always room for one more hypocrite. Yeah. And the point is, is that we are all falling short of the glory of God every day. And I, what the only thing I pray for, I, I pray for Kanye, I pray for everybody. But the thing I pray is that he allows God to use him during his spiritual growth. But I ain't going to hate him for it because I know he's got a lot of influence. Well, you there. know, he did a concert and they said that thousands of people, quote unquote, accepted Christ right. at basically an altar call that he held. 
And there were a lot of people who comment and say, yeah, but those are false conversions and they're under the influence of, of emotion and these kind of things. You can't tell me that all the thousands, tens of thousands of people that mm-hmm. came forward to accept Christ at a Billy Graham crusade, that that was a legitimate conversion experience either. But you're not judging Billy Graham for mm-hmm. telling the truth. I'm not going to judge Kanye for putting stuff out. And I loved what our very own Ali Beth Stuckey said on Twitter the other day. She said they're having him in to speak at, at Joel Osteen's church. Yes. And said, so wouldn't it be hilarious if the first time the people of Lakewood Church heard the gospel was from Kanye? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. What you got, Candice? Well, have you guys heard um, Closed on Sundays? Yeah. Okay. Chick-fil-A. Right. So um, do you, we have a little video that shows a little bit about what the movement is, but his Sunday services have been insane with the amount. They just held one in an arena in California and it was like all sold out. Yeah. So you guys want to play it? it? Yeah. Let it rip. You're my Chick-fil-A, hold a selfies, put the gram away, get your family, y'all hold hands and pray. When you got daughters, always keep them safe, watch out for vipers, don't let them indoctrinate, closed on Sunday. You're my Chick-fil-A, you're my number one. With the lemonade, raise our sons, train them in the faith, through temptations, make sure they're wide awake, follow Jesus, listen and obey, no more living for the culture, we nobody slaves. All right, cut it. So, party foul, you think it's for money, huh? Oh, yeah. You think it's a money going for the money grab? You think it's a money grab? Uh, money grab's there. I'm not saying his yeah. faith is not legitimate and all that because God grace covers everyone, but he's a smart. He's a, he's a lot smarter than we give him credit for. Yeah, and I I have you know obviously I have my reservations in regards to the capitalism of it all, but we'll see. I hey, believe in capitalism. I Go make the money. I can't it's judge. There. I can't judge the fruit. I mean, I'm I'm with Dub on that. I can't I can't do it because uh, you know. Yeah, that's up to God to sort out. It just really is, and who knows? And, and here's the thing. Let me let me say this because I want to get it. I gotta I gotta talk about one of our sponsors here in a second. But let me just tell you, people want to jump out on Donald Trump about his quote unquote faith, and people are like, well, how could you support a guy who has been lived this life, who's just so wild and crazy? And you know, I'm not. Nobody's ever held Donald Trump up as as a candidate for sainthood. Nobody's ever done that. And I was thinking about it over the weekend. I'm like, how can you most concisely defend, if you're a Christian, how do you defend Donald Trump who has his history and has his the stuff that he's been through and talks about it? Here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. And this is a concise way to do it. It's not up to me to judge how he practices Christianity. It's up to me to look at how he protects Christianity. And Donald Trump has done more to protect faith-based Judeo-Christian people than any other president that I can tell, at least in recent history. And Donald Trump has done a lot for the faith community. So I don't need Donald Trump. It's not between me and Donald Trump as to whether he practices his Christianity, but it does matter to me that he protects mine. And that's the kind of thing, that's why he's got my vote again in 2020, coming from a person of, of, of faith. And again, there's nobody in this room who claims to be a Christian, and there's several who do, there's nobody in this room who would say, yes, I'm a mature Christian. 
because we aren't. And so we can't put that on Kanye. You can't put that on Donald Trump. You can't put that on, on Joel Osteen. You can't put it on Pope Francis Jimmy or whatever Swagger. that heathen's name is. What now? Jimmy Swagger. <laughs> Jimmy Swagger. Come on, children. <laughs> who, who did Jesus have baptizing? John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Did he come with a he come with a little bit of background, didn't he? Not really. He was just uh, weird. Yeah. But <laughs> pre- preach it, man. Well, he God's was just favorite, weird. God's favorite David was yeah. you know, definitely yeah. fell yeah, short. King David. I mean, don't take you far. Hey, listen, guys, uh <laughs> I don't want to read that one. I'll read this one. So uh Grove Collaborative, brand new to our show, and I'm excited about it. They're an online marketplace that delivers all natural home beauty and personal care products directly to you. Steve, you're one of those guys. You call ahead, and you get your stuff picked up at the curb, don't you? Yes. Like when you go grocery shopping, you go right to the deal. Right to the curb. This is even better. Grove takes the guesswork out of going green, and that's important to a lot of people. Every Grove product guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, and the planet. Greta Thunberg will be happy. My Grove guide was so helpful when I had a question about a product, and most importantly, Grove delivers all your home essentials right to your front door. They have a huge selection of sustainable and plant-based products, including all the big brands I love and trust. That is a direct quote. Everything we carry, safer for you, better for the planet, and really works in a place of harsh chemicals and natural ingredients that smell fresh and leave your home sparkling. God bless you. You're welcome. Thank you. We're all busy, and I know I don't have time to waste buying detergent and toilet paper, and neither do you, so give it a try and get some me time back in your day with Grove, G-R-O-V-E. You don't have to shop multiple stores or search endlessly online to get all the natural goods you need for you and your family. They got everything you need. One place. Best selection. Natural stuff. Go get it. Thanks for the house. Thanks for the kids. Thanks for your dogs. Thanks for your pets. Things are some fun personal things for me, you know. <laughs> Their site's easy to use. They offer recurring shipments. They deliver everything right to your front door. So you never have to worry about running out of the things you have or uh, things and having to take a sudden trip to the store. So go to Grove, G-R-O-V-E dot com slash Chad, and uh, you're going to get an exclusive holiday offer. Check it out. Go to Grove dot com slash Chad. Okay. Hashtag me time. Look at my new wallet right here from Proper Gentleman. Look at that Trump wallet. Bam. Can you see it? Look at the look up there, Dub, in the big screen. It's beautiful. I like that. I want the one. They have one that has a clip, a money clip on the backside of it. Yeah. It's got We the People printed inside there. And uh, Proper Gentleman. They're based out of Fort Worth, my buddy. That's a a cool deal. He made that for me, sent it to me. Because I saw him on Instagram, uh, the Proper Gentleman on Instagram, at the Proper Gentleman. And he does a ton of leather goods and stuff. He's a real patriot, great guy. And uh, he had sold out of the Trump deals. And I said, hey, do you ha- are you going to make any more? And he goes, like this one, he sent me a picture. And I said, yeah. And he said, dropping it in the mail right now. So thank you, buddy, for sending me that thing. I love it. Sad deal, man, Mexico. Here's the thing. You know, you had this family over the weekend that uh, was nine Americans, three women, six children were killed. And, and they were ambushed by drug cartels. And then they set the car on fire. I think there were six other children that were injured. It was a sad, sad deal. And I won't go into the details about everything because you've heard the headlines, you've read the stories. But, but you know, you have this Mormon family, and they're an extreme Mormon family. I Whatever, that's their business. They, they still didn't deserve to be murdered by cartel members. They're down there. They're off their compound. They're traveling. They, they understand that maybe that uh, um, they were mistaken for other competition, cartel, drug lord members, whatever you want to call those things. And so they arrested a suspect who supposedly had something to do with this thing. But, you know, we got to cut the head off that snake right there. And, I, and you know, Trump offered assistance to the Mexican government, said, if you need help, we'll come down there and help you do this. Mexican government said, nah, we've already tried that. It doesn't work. 
Okay, well, let us have it. Because maybe you guys have never heard of a little group called ISIS. See, and Jason Piccolo, our good buddy Jason Piccolo, we've had him on the show a couple of times. Jason's written a good article about how to cut the head off the snake by cutting off the money flow. Because you kill the money flow mm-hmm. and you cut and you, and you end that whole deal. But if you did y'all hear that story? It's a sad yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to my mind is why were they going to Mexico? And I understand it was a, a wedding and maybe they have do they have a did they have a compound down there? Yeah, yeah and some of them yeah, had dual they, citizenship they had family. Yeah. yeah. I just and these folks, and listen, you want to talk about, you know, open borders. And, and, and let me remind you that just about every, as far as I know, every Democratic candidate, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, every Democratic candidate that's on the stage right now that's polling in any way for the next president's presidency that's, that's on the liberal side. And, and by I wish that the, like, the Democratic Party could find a good liberal to run. I really do, because they don't have any liberals running. All they got is socialists mm-hmm. and creepy ass Joe Biden who can't stop putting his face on children. Come on, Joe. Like, I'd punch him in the face. Like, if you put your face on my daughter like that, I know there's Secret Service because you're the vice president. I'd punch you in the f- face. <laughs> in the face. <laughs> like, this guy stopped putting his yeah. face on children. That All latest picture is, that popped up yeah. with the little girl. You get punched in the face one time for doing it, you won't do it anymore. So Jade was watching an interview with him and his wife, and she goes, I've never really paid attention to him. She said, but he really thinks he is something. And she goes, his wife thinks he's really special, too. And I'm like, he's a moron. He's got a foot in the grave. He's got dementia. He doesn't know what state he's in. I love it. Did y'all watch the Trump uh, rally in Kentucky the other night? Mm-hmm. Trump is a, he's funny. Mm-hmm. Golly. And I was listening to David Webb and um, Will Cow yesterday on Patriot. And, and, and you know, I think, I think the pundits that are out there get a little bit tired of his, of his quirky charisma. I love it. Like, I can't get enough. You know, it, it Trump's like, not only will we take care of those of you with pre-existing conditions, but you can keep your pre-existing physician. I've never thought of that. That's really funny right there. That's, that's very funny. I, I, I just thought of that. That just came to my head. <laughs> I'm like, this guy doesn't live on the same planet we do. But no, I say, I say turn, to, I said, turn Trump loose on the cartels and uh, let them have it, man. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about when they got El Chapo's kid. And then they turned it into a dadgum martial law. They started killing police members and going after military family members. And and it was a war zone down there. And they, they were capitulated and turned El Chapo Jr. loose. So, yeah, I'll tell you what terrorists. we do. Treat them like terrorists. They are. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're running drugs yep. into this country. Mm-hmm. You got however many tons of fentanyl that are coming in. You t- you take a little, you get that dope and put a little fentanyl in your body, and you see what happens. But look at the demand for it in America. Yeah. So it's uh, we got a problem there. Hey, hey, man, don't be judging, Steve. Don't <laughs> be crazy. I guess it's, you got to be careful and make sure that uh, what you're going up against is an economic problem, not an ideology. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Taking out ISIS, we've done a great job at it, but that snake is still there. Oh, it's still it, it'll there. come back because that's an ideology. Now, with the uh, with the drug cartels, if you can cut off the money, yeah, they will die. Yeah. Well, and we've mm-hmm. done it. We've done it in our own country. I mean, we took out the mob, and that was deeply, deeply rooted since the turn of the century. And it took a really long time and a lot of effort, and uh, but we mostly did it. I mean, the mob's nowhere near what it was thirty years ago. Yeah. So well, we can do it. 
Yeah, and that's it's it's interesting, man. And you're right on the ideological thing because I love that last week. You know, you kill Al Baghdadi, and then the next guy comes up to the plate, and it's like, okay, we smoked him too. And it's like you just keep reloading leaders because because you're just going to keep turning their compounds into parking lots. And so, hey, is that clock right? By the way, did we start? Or we we a little bit ahead. Okay, good. So we're good. Do you see where Vlad? Russians never change their ways. Russians, you remember, you remember uh, Vladimir Ilyin. I don't know what I don't know what Vladimir Ilyin. I'm a big fan of the of Russian history. Always have been since college. Uh, I love studying the Romanovs, the Bolshevik Re- you Revolution. You spent some time over there. You've been over it's, there. I right? spent a little time over there, but yeah. not enough to make me a subject matter expert. But I've always okay. been fascinated by the histories that are there, and of course. Whenever uh, Lenin rose to power, he ousted the Romanovs, and and they created Pravda, which was truth in Russian, and that was everything but the truth. That was their newspaper. That was their media outreach. And so now Putin says Wikipedia, Vladimir Putin, should be banned and replaced with a Russian version. (laughs) Better to replace it with the great Russian encyclopedia. And so the Kremlin is to create a 20 million... Uh, pound alternative between 2020 and 2022. So there's a new law came into effect which would allow for mass web censorship. And I know it's easy for us to look at the Russians and say, okay, y'all are trying to control the narrative with your own version of the truth. But my God, look at Amy Robach here with this thing that came (laughs) out over the Epstein deal with ABC. I mean, who just sits there in front of a camera? I guess we all do. I mean, we talk about things with the cameras here and the microphones rolling. Y'all should never (laughs) see the hot mic stuff that happens while we're sitting around Studio 22. Candace is over there shaking her head. (laughs) She's like, this is great. We did do one a couple of weeks ago that Candace sent me a message and she said, we're not airing that one. We're not going to air that one because it was just too much. I'm sorry, but I said, no, you never have to apologize to me. You're big brother. You're watching, and I trust you. You are the litmus test for all things mental in my brain. So how do you feel about that responsibility? I'll take it. Okay. I think I still stand by that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know which one it was. Now, y'all know, and I want to get back to this story about Putin and and Robach here in a minute. (laughs) I don't even know if I'm saying her name right now. It's close enough. Did you see the tweet that said, if you can't pronounce somebody's name, don't try. Ask them and then try to say it after them and practice it because it's a microaggression if you don't. Shut up. These people are stupid. Change your stupid name. (laughs) I mean, my thing is, my thing is, my thing is, if it rubs a cat the wrong way, then damn it, tell the cat to turn around. I don't care about the stupid cat. I like microaggressions. My life is a microaggression. I was going to say, that's a... My sex life is a microaggression. That's like me if I asked you, if if I said, hey, Chad, how's that little book coming? Yeah. I just microaggressed you by calling it a little book. I, something like <laughs> that. Yeah. The word little inserted in the right places. Right. I, I, who cares? Microaggression. People say they're wrong all the time. Every time. And I Are never correct offended? them. <laughs> People have known me for years still call me Prather. I called him mm-hmm. Prather for a long time. I don't, I don't First correct it. My, that's my dad's job and he's dead now. So I don't do it anymore. And it was a big thing to him. It's not a big thing to me. Phonetically and grammatically, it should be Prather because there's two consonants on both sides of the vowel. And by that, it should be a short vowel sound. So it's, But it's from the German Prater, so that's where it comes from. Prather. But now... This microaggression thing, nonsense. This trying to rebuild the truth. So all this stuff is nonsense. And so Robach 
gets on this deal, the camera's running. She's sitting on set talking about how they buried this Epstein story because it just didn't fit the ABC narrative. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, but by God, they ran with the Kavanaugh thing and tried to crucify him, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Yep. So ABC's, it didn't fit their narrative. So it meant it was true. So they didn't want to report it. Yeah. They only want to follow well, it, the false it's stuff. It's because the fake of how many people were tied to Epstein that are big and powerful people. We've said it over and over again. You think the Clintons are a big deal. They're not. You think the Trumps are a big deal. They're not. You think all these names that you know, it's the names you don't know you got to worry about. There are powers that be that are out there running this whole thing, and I'm telling you, it's way bigger than the names you know. Mm-hmm. And so when you take these things, they no, they're not running with it. It's a narrative. You're not watching the news anymore. You're watching a narrative. You're listening to a narrative. There is no such thing anymore as unbiased. There is no such thing as objective anymore. You can't do that anymore, Hot News. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Your opinion. And at the end, it, it's journalist, journalistic objectivism. And, and I've had people all the time who say, well, Chad Prather, he just talks. He doesn't know anything about anything. You don't know what I know. You don't know what my qualifications are, how I've been educated, or anything else. So just go with the fact that there – see, people just want to disagree for the sake of being disagreeable. But you have to admit, if you're a journalist, there has to be journalistic objectivity, which means at the end of reading your story or listening to your report – if I know your opinion on your subject, then that was not objective. Report the freaking news. But it's not that. It's opinion pieces these days. Period. It's all opinion pieces. You might as well be reading the, the Star or the Informer or the National or Mad Magazine for crying out loud with Pete Buttigieg E. Newman on the front of it. That's the thing, man. This girl gets on there and she's talking about how they buried the story. And this was three years ago they buried the mm-hmm. story. It's disgusting. Not only that, I I saw it from her Robox perspective as well, because as a reporter, you want to be the one breaking the news. And she I could see the frustration just she selfishly. She's like, that was my story. Yeah. I have tons and tons of evidence. I had the proof and they yeah. buried it. And so she's pissed because yeah. she wanted to be. The, I don't blame her. I mean, I get it from, from a, you know. Well, a, and not only that. And by the way, it's 88 days uh, since Epstein died. And I'm happy about it. I'm happy the man is dead. He's a, mm-hmm. He was a monster, needed to be dead. Although I wish he would have stood trial first because mm-hmm. there's girls out there that ladies now who their story needed to come to light and there needed to be justice. There need to be some retribution there and they're not going to get that day in court. Uh, Epstein did not kill himself. I don't care what you say. <laughs> he didn't kill himself. And by the way, we have a new shirt coming out with nine line apparel this week. It's going to say Epstein didn't kill himself and everybody needs, and we need to sell thousands of them. Mm-hmm. And I love the memes. I love the memes. They're great. <laughs> but look, don't think that because we're making fun of it, that we're, we're we making him out to be the victim. The man deserved everything he got, but he didn't kill himself. But now back to Putin. Now, Putin wants to, perfect example right here. And before we get into that, let me remind everybody, because we're about to talk about cleaning house. And when you think about cleaning house, Genesis 950, love them. Don't replace your carpet due to pet stains and odors. Don't do it. Get Genesis 950. Don't do a single thing till you try this stuff. Add a little water to the Genesis 950. It's going to break down the bonds of stains and odors, and it's going to be gone for good. It's got an antibacterial component in it, so it's going to clean stuff up. It's green. You don't have to worry about it bringing weird chemicals into your house. Get rid of the pet stains. It gets deep down in the carpet and the padding. You can put it in those carpet cleaning machines, which is great, and it's uh, and it's safe to use. So if you're tired of the stuff that doesn't work, get Genesis 950. Put a gallon of it. 
With the industrial strength Genesis 950, it's going to make up to seven gallons of cleaner, and you can use even more if it's getting real. You need to get it more concentrated, getting them deep, dark, nasty stains. You know how it is in South Lake, Texas, in the Mac- in the little McMansions y'all live in? Listen, my dogs there? got skunked last night. Your dogs oh, got skunked? nothing worse than getting sprayed, and, and they picked them up from the groomer yesterday Ugh. they got sprayed last night uh, and so you, get you know the, what i would if do? they get in your house and that gets on your carpet it's just it's yeah. it's like genesis 950 didn't tell me to say it but i'd, I'd pour <laughs> some on the dog right there so <laughs> i would look if i can wash my kid's mouth out with it i'd pour some on the dog you can you clean your entire house bathrooms kitchens countertops everything calling <laughs> oil grease stains in the garage your wheels tools upholstery so don't go get new carpet. Don't go get new stuff. Try Genesis 950. I told you I got a deal for you. You can get it on Amazon, but don't do that. Go directly to Genesis950.com. You're going to get the free spray bottle, and you're going to get a discount when you use code BLAZE, B-L-A-Z-E. Go to Genesis950.com. Use code BLAZE. So Putin says, he says, he says here's the deal. They're going to build this whole thing, and they're just going to say, uh, he says, Wikipedia ought to be banned and replaced by a Russian version to deliver reliable information. Uh, critics say the new law enables a Russian intranet similar to that used by the Chinese. <laughs> that ought to tell you something, which could block content without providing any reason. Kind of sounds like Facebook today. Uh, government claim it is for national security reasons in case of an emergency. How would that? Why would that? It's their country. They can do what they want. Okay, do it. (laughs) Well, theoretically, yes. Most uh, places under dictatorships can indeed use (laughs) that logic to do what they want to do, Steve. So you're correct. Um, But the Roskomnadzor microaggression is the Russian federal body most known for its responsibility in censorship of media. It acts to oversee the confidential handling of personal data in Russia and the organization of the Radio Frequency Service. So that's that's the kind of thing. Like they block Wikipedia, they block Pornhub and parts of Amazon.com. Would you be happy about that, Steve? Nope. Nope. I didn't think so. I like Amazon. Maybe you need to find Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you Maybe like you Amazon. Maybe you need to find Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to say, I, I'm i kind of on two, two minds on this. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Wikipedia, and I learned that actually from my daughter. She's a librarian. She teaches library and information science at, at a university up a little bit north of here, and um, she does not like Wikipedia. Uh, she teaches kids how to do research, and that's one of the places she says do not go. Yeah. And that's just because it's just not fully reliable information. I mean, if it's just something you're randomly curious about, yeah, it's probably all right. But if you're talking research, if you're talking you want to really get in-depth into a topic, of, that is not a place you want to go. Yeah. And so I, I'm kind of on two minds. I like the, the freedom of speech aspect mm-hmm. of it, but I do understand that there's a lot of bad information mm-hmm. out there that uh, can fool a lot of people. Yep. Well, you've seen it on mm-hmm. Twitter in, in defense of me many times as people will go to Wikipedia and Wikipedia has a, you know, maybe an eighth of percent, you know, eight percent stuff about my life. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff and people put this stuff on there. And it, just because now what I encourage you to do, if you're going to use Wikipedia, go down to the footnotes and click on those and then go see the source articles and see if those are legit. That's one thing. But, you know, people get on there and you think that's the full truth. It's really not. And Wikipedia is not a good research place. But, but again, controlling the dissemination of, of, of information to the point where it can even become propaganda, which is, of course, what Lenin did, uh, not good. I saw a guy on Twitter the other day. Did you see the one who said, um, uh, talking about Russia, 
he said that we should learn something. I'm paraphrasing. We should learn something from Russia because, you know, the communists pretty much single-handedly won World War II and uh, in just 50 years pulled themselves out of, of, of poverty to be a great nation that they are today. So maybe communism. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I responded to the thing. And I said, but, you know, if only the Bolsheviks or the Kulaks were still around to ask them their opinion on that or if the Red Army could have participated in World War II or your intellectuals or your artists or your philosophers or anybody like that, any any of those guys. But you can't because you know why? Stalin killed them all. He <laughs> killed all of them. Sounds uh, like somebody's been getting their history from Ruskopedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> I mean, read a freaking book, dude. Um, yeah. They, they, and I love, I love, you know, Charlie Kirk did a video, TPUSA, I saw it over the weekend where he was talking about, um, he was talking about, he was talking to some kids on campus and he was like, defend communism, defend communism. And they were like, well, communism is not the problem. It has been these imperialistic societies that have influenced them from the outside. You know, capitalists and imperialists like America and, and you know, these folks who have influenced communism because pure communism would be just fine. And and I'm like, you kids, need, you can go, Jennings, get, get the <laughs> <laughs> Go, Jennings, walk. Mark that, Candace. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's the deal. I, I like it's it's crazy who um <laughs> find Jesus. Y'all find Jesus. Y'all go find Jesus. Uh but the the whole thing, the read a book, kids. Read a book. I want to remind you guys that Thomas Jefferson said that democracy mm -hmm. uh it, you know, I mean, when you look at a deal like that, go back and read the founding fathers. Go back to re and read the Founding Fathers. He said it is dependent on an educated electorate, an informed electorate. And people ask me all the time, why do you do what you do? You could have just stayed middle of the road, stayed out of things, stayed out of politics and not did this. Why do you do what you do? Somebody told me the other day, you're part of the problem because you keep dividing people. I'm like, no, an uninformed electorate. That is the biggest threat to democracy. Mm -hmm. Jefferson was right on that. Jefferson also said, and I'm paraphrasing, he said that one of the biggest things that's going to break a republic down is when people stop depending on the populace and, 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 the, and, the, and allow just a small group of elites to run things. And he says it's happened all throughout history. It's what's happening in America today. It's what's happening today. These ideas like Putin wanting to take over and use turn, turn things like information sites like Wikipedia into propaganda sites, bad deal. When ABC starts shutting down stories because they're afraid it's going to offend those elites, it's a bad deal. When people on college campuses aren't truly informing themselves on accurate history, it's a bad deal. It's going to cause the, the decay. We've already seen the decay. It's going to see a spiral downward of this republic, which is America, this great experiment, which is the greatest thing that's ever existed in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, we've done more to pull people out of poverty, pull people out of oppression and depression and genocide. We've done more. Have we got our scars and sins? Absolutely. But by God, this is the best country that's ever existed and ever will exist on the face of the planet. And you people, I'm telling you, yeah, I mean, when I say you people, I mean you people. Mm -hmm. It's okay to pull your head out of the sand and get engaged in this stuff. There's no reason for Virginia last night. There's no reason for Virginia to go to Democrats. There's no reason for a guy like Ralph Northam to be the governor, Ralph Blackface Northam to be governor of Virginia. There's no reason for Kentucky to go to the liberals. There's absolutely no reason for places. And I, we're going to do an expose, by the way. We're going to do a three-part expose on some things that you don't know about Jeffrey Epstein that are still important. Because I know a lot of people are saying, well, he's dead. We're going to do it. Candace, we're working on this thing. It's coming very, very fast. We thought about doing it this week, but no, I want to put 
I'm going to go full, full on Glenn Beck chalkboard on this thing. And we're also going to do a deal on the California mafia, the Pelosi's, the Gettys, the Newsom's. Let me tell you, I'm going to break this thing down for you. And you're going to see because because the ultimate intent is if you look at California, that's how the elites, those small elites Jefferson was talking about, they want America to go the same way. It is a breaking it down from the inside. You control the media. You control the narrative. You control all the information, dissemination. So we're seeing all these things that are coming from stuff like this. And I'm telling you, you look at California. California is $4 trillion in debt. They want America to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Watch and see. I'm going to break it down for you in upcoming episodes. K-Dub. I love you, pal. I'm glad you're here. Hey, thank you. hang with us for a little while. We're going to shoot some more episodes. Party fouls in the house. We're going to have some fun. But I got to get out of here today. I love y'all. God bless you. Come see me tomorrow night. And then come see Steve and I. We're going to be in Irwin, Pennsylvania uh, on the 22nd. 22nd. Is it the 22nd? 22nd and 23rd. Yeah, and then it's Cincinnati on the 23rd. We're in Cincinnati. So so go to watchchad.com. Get a ticket if you're in. uh, That's the Pittsburgh area. Love that area. Gorgeous. I love Pittsburgh. I love the rivers there. Uh, the Allegheny. I love it. <laughs> I love I love Pittsburgh. Love Cincinnati as well. We're going to do that. We're going to get some skyline chili, baby. I've got a little Marine Corps reunion in we Cincinnati. Sure That's right. So, That's right. Fun. First time I ever saw Party Foul Steve. It was on uh, drunk. It was on his birthday. <laughs> and it was with that Marine Corps little reunion you yeah. did. We got another one. Woo! It was a trip. It was a trip. Come hang out with us. Have fun with us. Hot news, Natalie. Yes, sir. You're amazing. Thank you. You made a good little Hillary Clinton, didn't you? I did not. You did. <laughs> People you, are still commenting to me about that. Where did Jennings have to go? Oh, he just he quit said something you. Bad, I had to go write something or something. I don't know. Well, why the hell did he go there in the first place? Said he had to leave at 11. I mean, if you're not committed to the cause, people, I'm saving the republic. And Jennings is off writing ad copy for Beck. I'm coming for you, Beck. Sorry, Jennings, you're no longer allowed on the Chad Prather show. We gave we gave Beck and his producers <laughs> a little snippet mm-hmm. of the Chad Prather Christmas cookies poem. <laughs> I mean, the Glenn Beck Christmas cookies poem when I was playing Beck and they didn't air it. They didn't air it. You know why? Because Glenn knows. Coming for you, Beck. Coming for you. Actually, we did the Glenn Beck episode and I didn't know if I was going to have a job when I came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> like Glenn's technically not my boss, but I promise you he's got the power to get rid of me if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write a new song. It's called, uh, she wasn't a double wide when I bought this trailer and I'm looking forward to releasing that one to you guys here pretty soon. And, uh, for Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, the puppet master, Mark, go to where they're offered, go to the podcast place and leave us a review. You can get it on Google play. You can get it on Apple podcasts. You can get it on Stitcher, SoundCloud, all the fun places. You can get it wherever. There's no excuse. If you want to watch us, tell all your friends. they got to be watching us, too, on YouTube. Hot news? This day's just getting started. I love y'all. God bless. Have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.